Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So today will be an interesting day and I think it'll be closely watched by cities right across the country, in fact, because um, we, we talk a lot about what's going on in Edmonton. And I don't know if you would want to call it a test case, uh, but I think it's sort of um, the problem that Edmonton is trying to deal with, primarily encampments. Uh, It's bigger than that, but that's been the focus over the past couple of weeks, is a familiar story. And it doesn't matter where you are in this province. If you're in a community of any size, you know, from Wetaskiwin, Red Deer, Grand Prairie, Calgary, Lethbridge, it doesn't matter. You've got the same situations in your community. So the way Edmonton has been trying to deal with it is they identified eight high-risk encampments slated them for closure. There was court challenges, there was injunctions, there were special meetings, and finally it did go on ahead over the course of last week where those eight were removed, but still more remain. And if there's one thing you could predict about this homeless situation in this province and how we need to go about addressing this is this. Um, Our politicians would let us down and they would resort to finger pointing and sniping and squabbling and fighting about who's responsible for what. Rather than saying, okay, let's get to work on fixing this, they're going back and forth. Um, and that, that's what's been happening over the past few days. And it go, you know, the, the, the city has something to say, the province has something to say, they're arguing about this and that. Um, and at the end of the day, we are seeing some progress made in some areas by the city, in some areas by the province, but I don't know how much cooperation there is going on right there. Which brings us to today, the mayor of Edmonton is hoping to have a housing and houselessness crisis in Edmonton declared an emergency. And he hopes what will happen then is that would bring social agencies, the city, the province, and the federal government all to the table in search of solutions. First, council needs to support the plan. Then he needs to convince the province to play ball. That won't be easy. They've already said no. It's a waste of time. And to be fair, there are councillors on Edmonton City Council that have said the same thing. Um, Then they've gone on to accuse the mayor of playing politics while on vacation in Hawaii. Good thing they're not playing politics. But in the meantime, it's life and death out on the streets. Eight encampments are gone. Many of them, though, remain. And there are constant fights about how many shelter spaces we have. Are there enough? Whether or not they're doing the job they're supposed to do. Nadine Shalafu is the chairperson for the Edmonton Coalition on Housing and Homelessness. And Nadine joins us now to give us some insight from people who actually do this for a living every day. Nadine, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Shay. Um, let's start. Uh, the weekend that we just went through, a uh, deadly, dangerous cold. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the video that Brandy Morin took over the weekend as she was touring some encampments. It's terrifying to watch. What are you hearing about the situation that took place this weekend? Well, the thing is, it's, um, it's horrible. It's, it, right, it's terrifying. Uh, many people can't even imagine themselves being in that situation in this kind of weather. Um, but the people that are on the streets are people who still cannot go into shelters because there's no room for them or the conditions that they need are not met. And so for them to go into a shelter, it's not going to be met to stay with the community. And the traumas we're dealing with out on the streets today. Um, what are you looking for today? Are you? I mean, I'm sure you're following along, but how much stock are you putting into what's going to be happening at City Hall today as the mayor goes forward with his effort to try and have this declared an emergency? Okay. 
Well, um, I'm, it's, it's, you know, probably decades late to yeah. have said it's an emergency or a crisis for that matter. This, uh, this situation with homes and, and, and affordable housing situation, social housing, has become an endemic of its own. So this is far past crisis mode, far past an emergency. Um, we've been hearing the same message from mayor after mayor, and it's not doing any good because what we need... The solution is, is social housing, yeah. and what we don't have is social housing. And it doesn't matter which government level you want; they're all, like you said, pointing fingers. They are. They, they, it, it's it's not surprising, uh, Nadine. I imagine for somebody like you, like, just give me a an ex, you know an idea of what it's like because you're the one actually doing the work. I mean, this is this is the world that you live in, and you need partners in government, be that the city, the feds, the province, it doesn't matter. When you sit back and say, I got a job to do and, you know, and you see what's going on at the political level, how frustrating is that for you? Oh, it's increasingly amazing every time we even try to ask for anything. And all the agencies out there, right, doing their very best for warming spaces for people to even come in. Warming spaces that are just overnight for just a, you know the few hours of two. They are doing their best, but they need more need more supplies, staff to be able to run these things, and they're not getting it. And that's what the government needs to help support for now for the winter. But it's you know solve the issue of of homelessness, um, creating a building, social housing. Um, okay, as you said, th- th- this meeting today, and you know, and some some Edmonton city councillors have said the same thing that you said in terms of they're they're not overly optimistic. It's actually going to lead to anything. I mean, I think at this point for the mayor, it's a sense of desperation. We need to do something because whatever we've been doing, Nadine, out, it's just not working out there. You can see what happened this weekend. It was not good, right? Yeah, and we're losing our brothers and sisters yeah. every day. What would you like to like? How do we fix this going forward? Like, and, and I know you talk about social housing. That takes time. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. What do we need to do right now? Like, what is it? Help me to understand because I watched Brandy Morin's footage yeah. right, and I saw it. And and she's walking through an encampment. I think it was minus thirty seven degrees, Nadine. Yeah. And she shouts out, "Anybody home?" And somebody, God love them, answered from inside one of these tents at minus yeah. thirty seven. Now, we shelter space is available, we've been told. It's at 72%. Why on earth? What is wrong with the shelters? Well, obviously, they're not doing what they're supposed to do for some people. So what? why don't we have that emergency shelter? Or why don't they choose to use the emergency shelter space? It's not so much that they don't choose to. It's that they get rejected from it. So okay. there could be a number of reasons. One, maybe in the past they had a bad moment where they got into a fight and they got, you know, removed or banned from the shelter. Um, during the winter, all those bans are supposed to none of that actually lasts very long for rules when it comes to shelter spaces. Um, but the biggest things are is the shelter the needs of the people that are there. And so they stay in their little uh communities where they are at least more supported than they would be in a shelter. So we've got people who have pets, people who have children, yeah. people who are partners and want to stay together. We have people who are dis- disabled, seniors who need assistance. We have youth 
that have been, you know, released from foster care. We have people who have been released from incarcerations. So these people, you know, they don't necessarily meet the criteria to be even invited into the shelters, let alone supported while being in there. The other thing is that shelters often are run by um, religious organizations, and then they impose those religious um, beliefs upon mm-hmm. their shelter person. When you have 65% of the population, um, not of Christian faith for sure, but they're indigenous, Yeah, um, that, that's a huge number of people who may not or follow Christianity, but you're re-traumatizing them from residential schools, you know. Is it realistic? I understand what you're saying. I do. They're not ideal for any number of reasons. I, you know, if you've got a pet, I can't imagine saying, I'll go and stay and leave the pet out at minus 30. I get it. There's all Everything you say is legitimate. Is it reasonable to expect that we can check every single box? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to come up with answers here in my mind, Nadine, and I can't. Like, how do we, how do we fix this? Okay. Is it possible? 100%. You want to know why? Because we did it during COVID. Okay. We okay. created a large space at the Expo Center. We made it open. There were beds. We had parts where there were couples that could stay. We had parts for women, for men, for families, for youth. We had it all. Okay. We had support workers there. We had baths or showers, I mean. We had toilets. We had laundry. We allowed pets, places for safe injections. We had all of that in one area during covid it's possible to run that. Why are we not doing that? That's the question. Why does the city not want to spend money doing that, which was cheaper than what they're doing now? Makes sense. Good question. Nadine, I'm out of time. But again, thank you for the work you do, and thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'll be down at City Hall this afternoon. Yeah, we'll be watching closely to see what happens right. there. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you. Bye.